Hi, I'm Jeremy Pearsons. Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory. On this broadcast today, my grandmother, Gloria Copeland, and her guest, Billy Brim, are going to continue their teaching on the glory of God. They're talking to us about the manifestations of the glory. And one of those is resurrection power. This is what raised Jesus from the dead, and it's what raises you and raises me. And as believers, we have that same glory power available to us right now. And we need to learn how the presence of God's glory drives out evil from our lives and ushers in His love. So right now, get your Bible and get ready to receive the Word of God with Gloria Copeland. Watch this. Hello, everybody. I'm Gloria Copeland. Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory. Billy Brim is with us from Prayer Mountain in the Ozarks, and she is giving us some very interesting information. It's interesting because it's the glory of God. Hallelujah. And the glory of God is the presence of God, yes. the presence of God manifested. We've been studying the glory, and I have shared that in my study of the glory, I came to call the Bible the story of the glory. That's a good And uh, Adam was crowned with the glory. He fell from the glory. God was separated from his man for 2,000 years. And then the glory of God makes its reentry. Hmm. Uh he was separated from man because it was too dangerous for man. Mm-hmm. The earth fell into a, a curse. It was too dangerous for man for the for the glory of God to come upon him or near him. And so uh, then the reentry of the glory, we see Moses going aside to the bush, the burning bush. And then we see Moses come back and God meets with his people there on the mountain. He gets as close to them as he can. And he tells them, build me a house where I can where I can meet with my people. Praise God. And so they build him the tabernacle. And as close as he can come to mankind, he comes, he does it in steps and stages. That's how it is with the glory. And, and so the tabernacle in the wilderness was built according to the plan of God. And then Moses finished the work in chapter 40, Exodus. And then God moves on to a permanent house for his glory in Jerusalem. And the great temple was built there. And that temple that was built in Second um, Chronicles chapter um, one through five, uh, no, Second uh, 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 Chronicles five, it tells us that God moved into that, and the glory of the Lord filled that Praise temple. God. And that temple that stood there on that mountain, it was really one of the wonders of the world. And every day over that temple, there were miracles that were were happening. And one of them was, no matter. What the weather was, how the wind blew, anything, uh, the smoke of the altar went straight up to God. It never wavered. And the glory was seen going straight up to God. The glory and the fire and the cloud was there. As long as Israel lived the way God told them to. But because they had the glory among them and they were in the holy land, when Israel was tempted to sin, that can't go on. And so God is going much to... Much is given, much is required. Much is required. Much had been given to And uh, their, their temple was destroyed. But here's a point that sometimes we miss. The temple could not be destroyed as long as the glory is there. You cannot destroy the temple if it's the house mm-hmm. of God's glory and the presence of his glory is in there. So the book of Ezekiel is about something that Christians miss sometimes. It's about the temple... And the glory exiting the temple. So 
That's what it's about. You know, you hear the song, Ezekiel saw the wheel way up in the middle of the air. Well, this chariot of God, this, this chariot of God is coming to escort the glory out of the temple. And so we see about it in Ezekiel chapter mm-hmm. 1, verse 4. And I look now, Ezekiel, he's, he's over in Babylon. He's been, uh, he's with his people. Yeah. He's a priest and he's over in Babylon. Their temple's been destroyed. As far as they know, they have no more contact with God. But God's going to give them a book here and tell them it's not over. Mm. But Ezekiel then, he sees the glory leave the temple. And that's what this chariot of God is all about. It's going to escort the glory, escort the presence from the temple. And so Ezekiel in chapter, Ezekiel chapter 1 and verse 4. And I looked and behold, a whirlwind came out of the north a great cloud and a fire enfolding itself and a brightness was about it. And out of the midst thereof, as the color of amber, out of the midst of the fire. And there were four living creatures. Now you go on to verse 15. As I beheld the living creatures, behold, one wheel upon the earth by the living creatures with his four faces. The appearance of the wheels and their work was like unto the color of a burl, And they four had one likeness and their appearance and their work was as a wheel in the middle of the wheel. And then down to verse 20, wherever the spirit was to go, they went. Thither was the spirit to go and the wheels were lifted up over against them for the spirit of the living creature was in the wheels. So what we actually find is that this is a a, a chariot of God and this chariot of God is sent. It's of course glorious and it's sent to to take the glory out of the temple. Mm. So in chapter three and verse 12, then the spirit took me up talking about Ezekiel chapter three, 12. And I heard behind me a voice of a great rushing. Here's a voice saying, blessed be the glory of the Lord from this place, his place. Now that word from means as he departs. The glory of the Lord is going to depart. It's coming from that place where it's been. Hmm. And now, if you go over to verse um, 22. And the hand of the Lord was there upon me, and he said unto me, Arise, go forth into the plain, and I will talk with you. And I rose and went forth into the plain, and behold, the glory of the Lord stood there, as the glory which I saw by the river of Chebar, and I fell on my face. So we're going to see this glory move out to the plain and it takes the steps of it. If you'll go to Exodus chapter 10, we can watch the steps of this uh, glory as it departs the temple. Remember the glory is in the temple and it's over the mercy seat. It's over where the cherubs are. So chapter 10, Ezekiel says in verse four, chapter 10, verse four, Then the glory of the Lord went up from the cherub and stood over the threshold of the house and the house was filled with the cloud and the court was full of the brightness of the Lord's glory. So the glory of the Lord, the presence of the Lord at that time was confined to the mercy seat over the uh, ark of the presence. And now we see that this, this glory of the Lord is going to move from over the mercy seat and it's going to move out to the threshold. And it's going to move into the court. 
Remember the temple has the outer courts, the inner courts, and then it has the Holy of Holies. It's moving out from the Holy of Holies, moving to the courts. Verse 18. Then the glory of the Lord departed from off the threshold of the house and stood over the cherubim. Um, And then the end of verse 19. And the glory of the God of Israel was over above them. It moved up, moved out, moved over. Now, chapter 11 and verse 22. Chapter 11, verse 22. Then did the cherubim lift up their wings. Remember the cherubim who are uh, with this chariot of the Lord. And the wheels besides them. And the glory of the God of Israel was over them above. So here comes this wheel within a wheel chariot. And the glory of the Lord is over it. They're escorting it out. They are the holy escort. Verse 23. And the glory of the Lord went up from the midst of the city. Okay, it's moved out from the Holy of Holies. It's moved over to the courts. And now it's above this this vehicle. And now, where is it? It stood upon the mountain which is on the east side of the city. So what mountain is that? That's the mountain. That's the Mount of Olives. So the glory of the Lord moves out from this Mount Maria. It moves out from the, where the a tabernacle is, I mean, not tabernacle, but the Ark of the Covenant moves out of the Holy of Holies, moves over to the court, move over the city, and then it goes over to the Mount of Olives. Hmm. And from the Mount of Olives, it's going to go up. This is the temple, the, the first temple, Solomon's temple. And the glory of the Lord was there in Solomon's temple. But the glory of the Lord moved out, moved over to the Mount of Olives, and ascended from there into heaven. Now, the Mm. children of Israel were 70 years in Babylonian captivity. The book of Ezekiel is written during the Babylonian captivity. So, the glory has left that temple. And then after their 70 years, God sends them back to rebuild the temple and the walls of Jerusalem. And they rebuild it. But it doesn't have the glory. No glory. It doesn't have the it doesn't have the glory over that Ark of the Covenant. It doesn't have it. And so when they rebuild it, um, the people are rejoicing after they've been in captivity. The young people are rejoicing. We rebuild the temple, but the older people, they're not rejoicing because they see that this is nothing like the temple was. It's not nearly as glorious, and it doesn't have the glory. Mm. It doesn't have the presence. So while they're rebuilding the temple, there are two prophets that prophesy to them in the rebuilding of the temple. Haggai's one of them. Zechariah's another one. So I put it down here. This one I did print out, Glow. Um, Haggai chapter 2, verse 7. He says, he's... he's, he's, uh, He's comforting those ones who say, this isn't the same. And Haggai 2.7 says, I will shake all nations and the desire of all nations shall come. Who would that be? Messiah, Jesus. And I will fill this house with glory, saith the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, saith the Lord of hosts. And the glory of this latter house shall be greater than of the former. 
And so they're, they're sad, saith the Lord of hosts. And in this place will I give peace. Mm. So they're sad. They build the second temple, but it doesn't have the glory of the Lord. It doesn't have the Ark mm. of the Covenant. But yet Haggai prophesies, going to be glory shown in this house. Now, they never, that second house never had that pillar of fire. Hmm. It never had that, that uh, a pillar of cloud. But what did it have? So in John chapter 1 and verse 1, which I did print out for us here. John 1, 1, speaking of Jesus says, In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. So go on down to verse 14. And the word was made flesh. And dwelt among us. That really says tabernacled among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. In that second temple, that was the temple that was here when Jesus was here. And so he came and he was the glory that came to that latter house when Jesus came mm-hmm. was greater than that pillar of cloud even and that pillar of fl- fire. We beheld his glory, Christ. the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. He began his ministry uh, at the wedding of Cana, you remember? And he changed the water into yes. wine. Mm-hmm. And it says there in uh, John, um, I believe it's chapter 3, I forgot to put it down, verse 11. This beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee and manifested forth, what? His glory. And his disciples believed on him. The Bible calls him the Lord of glory. Mm. He came into the world. He was the word made flesh. And he brings with him the manifestation of the glory of God. He goes to the temple, and he's the glory in that temple. He, he changes the water into wine and manifests his glory. Praise God. He manifested his glory in, in many ways, but one of the manifestations of glory and the presence of God that's so Marked in the word of God is the resurrection power. And remember, we're going to read now from uh, John and we're going to read about Lazarus. I I put this down for us here too. I'm going to read about Lazarus when he was raised from the dead. And Jesus said, take you away the stone. And Martha The sister of him that was dead saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he's been dead four days. And Jesus saith unto her, said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, you should see what? 
the glory, glory of, God. of God. You can see the glory. You can see the glory of God. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me, and I knew that thou hearest me always, but because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that you have sent me. And when he thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth. Glory to God. So we see that he told to Martha, I am the resurrection. You see in this resurrection, there's something about resurrection that has to do with the glory of God. Said I not unto you that if you believe, you would see the resurrection. Now, Jesus himself was raised by the glory of God. In Romans 6, 4, it says, Therefore we are buried with him by baptism unto death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead, by what? Glory. By the glory. By the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in the newness of life. So we're told here that Christ was raised up by the glory of the Father. Now in Romans 8, 11, it tells us, if the spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. So here this gives us a clue here that the glory of God and the spirit of God are the same. The glory of God is the presence of God. The glory of Jesus was raised up by the glory of God. He was raised up by the spirit of God. Hallelujah. And so the glory of God is manifest in resurrection. Amen. You and I will be resurrected. Yes, we will. And when we do, we're going to have bodies that are called what? Glorious bodies. Glorious They're going to be like unto his glorious body. Yeah. Now, Jesus on the earth, and this is just so, uh, find John 17, because this is the real Lord's Prayer. John 17. Hallelujah. And Jesus said, These words spoke Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Now, there, there are times in the Bible, in the book of John, where it says, Mine hour is not yet come. Yeah. Mine hour is not yet come. Mine hour has not yet come, but now he says, the hour is come. Praise God. And then what does he say? Glorify thy son in order that thy son may glorify you. And when I'm studying about this, I'm thinking about him. He's the body of Christ in the earth. And then I'm thinking about us. We're the body of Christ in the earth. And we're going to look at how we begin with a degree of glory and how it is increased. But we too are like that first body. As we come, 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 up, 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 up. We have a certain glory. 
Jesus had glory. He was a glory in the temple. But now he needs a further glorification. Jesus does. Yes, he does. So if his first body did, then his last body does, his body of Christ in the earth. So we are going to know, even though we know, we're going to look at it right now that the glory of God is in us. We're going to look at that. We're going to study that. But there is a glorification coming to the earth that we're coming to church, the church, the church, the church. There's a glorification that's coming to the church that we're getting degree by degree. We're going to talk about that degrees, how it increases by degrees. And there is something about us, something about the body of Christ in the earth that we're going to be glorified for the last part out of here. Like Jesus said, glorify thou me that in order that I may glorify you. We're going to be like that. The master will be everything. And we'll say glorify the things of earth will grow strangely drowned. Glorify us more, Lord. There's more and more and more degrees of glory. Glorify us that we may glorify you. And before we leave this earth, we're going to glorify him in a magnificent way. Already it's happening. I see it already happening. But this isn't all that's coming. And so he said, I'm going to read on here. Verse 4, I have glorified you on the earth. I finished the work which you gave me to do. We're going to glorify him on the earth. We're going to finish the earth, which he, the work which he gave God, to, uh, the church to do. And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. And then he prays for us. We're going to go on over to verse 20. Neither pray I for these alone, you know, Peter, Paul, not Paul, but Peter and all of them around him, John, but for them which also shall believe on me through their word. Mm -hmm. I believe on them through their word. That they all may be one. Now we looked back there in the, when the glory came to the temple, unity had something to do with it. And so when the great glory comes on us, unity was going to have something to do with it. That they may be one. We're already one in the spirit, but it's going to come to pass also, or it could be seen. That they all may be one so that the world may believe that you have seen me. We're go- they're going to see us before we go. The world's going to see us in this glory. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them that they may be one even as we are one. God, it's going to happen, church. All those church splits, all that jazz that the enemy tried to keep us from manifesting the glory, this rift between brother and brother, we're going to be one before we leave here, and the world's going to see it. There's going to be time for the world to behold the church walking in total unity and walking in the glory of God and manifesting to this creation as the sons of God. That'll it's be biblical, it. I believe it. Ooh, hallelujah. I believe we'll see it. We'll see. I believe we'll, we'll be see it. it. <laughs> in generation, hallelujah. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And remember, Jesus is Lord.